When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another Mad Hatter Saturday night. I am your host, Queen of Vexus. Also, also on this um, platform with me, hosting with me, is my boy, the one with the shits, the whole shit, and nothing but the shits. So help us, God, baby, is the one and only Devontae Davis. Say what's up, man. Yeah, yeah, what's up, America? What's cracking? Man, man, we gonna, we gonna have a good night tonight. Now, our co-host, Mavis, Amos Davis, she won't be joining us tonight because she had a prior engagement. So, shout out to Mavis, Amos Davis. You know, we be working out here. You know, we not just radio hosts. We be out here working and, and doing doing the damn thing and everything you'll find us in, in several places but you come but what you are going to do is always find the mad hatters on every saturday night but we are also joined by a special guest host her name is lola so lola give a little shout out to everybody that's on the line hey y'all hey y'all what's good what's good so man uh Let's go. Let's go ahead and go into this show. Um, before we go into our topic, I want to say rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. T'Challa, go, y'all. T'Challa, go. Who can I do forever? That's right. We go. Man, man, this was this was a uh, whoo. The news of his passing, I I believe, took everybody off guard because no one knew what was going on with him or anything. And it is such such a, a sad and painful thing to think about and everything. He was a wonderful actor. He um he he portrayed a lot of strong black and and black characters and and people that pretty much put us as a people in a very good Yo. good position in my position. So shout out to this brother. What'd you say, Devontae? Man, I seen the dude. I seen the dude on YouTube when he did that whole inter- that last interview. And I thought to myself that that nigga looked mad skinny, but at the same time, he's an actor. So you don't know what the fuck this dude is all like. Remember no, when no. Uh, Matt McConaughey Lost like ten million pounds and became a skeleton for one movie. Like you don't know, you're acting, you don't know. So I didn't think of it, and then like my my phone blew up. Like yo, like R.I.P. T'Challa. I'm like, what? Yo, that is how we know the world is coming to the end in 2020. Like they fucking killed Black Panther, you know. And me being a conspiracy type of nigga, I feel like the white man did it. They gave me cancer because they knew, they knew. I don't know how they knew, but they knew. That's my Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, T'Challa. Really? We're going to put R. Kelly up in this one? No comment. We're going to put R. Kelly up in this one. That nigga ain't I'm even dead. Look me. <laughs> For real, yeah. Yeah, but man, man, this he was an amazing man. He was an amazing man. And this one thing I will say this, I'm proud that the fact that he didn't have no scandals. Thank you, Jesus. Now they come up with some scandals after the man dead and in the ground. Y'all some bullshit. That's on some bullshit. I'm just putting it straight out, point blank simple. That's some bullshit. Straight up. But rest in peace, rest in power. Chadwick. Bozeman, man, Wakanda forever. So let's get into this subject on tonight. 
On tonight, we are going to be talking about the polyamorous, polygamy, polyandry, relationship, lifestyle. We're going to talk about the pros and the cons of it. And actually, this is going to be of an informational show. And that's why we have Lola in this. Because she she lived this life. She bought that life. She bought that life. And I got questions. So I'm going to call this Asking for a Friend show because I'm interested. So let's go ahead and get this on started. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I will go into the statistics and everything, but I, I just... I don't feel like it. Um, let's just straight go into these questions. So, Lola, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And we're going to go into the questions and everything, all right? I'm good. Um, okay, so I'm 40 years old, and I got tired of being uh, played with, honestly. That's how I ended up in this lifestyle. Um, about 10 years ago, well, almost 11 years ago, when I moved to Chicago, um, I was introduced to a whole nother side of life. There's a whole world of people out there from the CFOs to the senators all the way down to the dishwasher that live this life. Um, they have parties. They <laughs> just, I was introduced to a whole nother world. My eyes were definitely spread wide open. Um, I toyed with it for a little bit and then ended up in... Uh, what they call vanilla relationships. That's just an everyday relationship, so I left it alone for a while and then just got back into it. Um, it's been about a year and a half, almost two years. I'm very open with my friends, my family, my children um, about everything that I do. Some would say a little too open, but that's just who I am. So ask away. I... Okay. Um all right. Okay. Who want to go first? Devonte, you want to go first or me? Or you want to let me go first? Nah, it's all you. It's all you. I, um, one, okay. Here's my, my first question. I, I see that you introduced, um, well, you was talking about you open about it with your children. How old is your children? My oldest is 22. And then they go down the line. They have a 20-year-old, a 15-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And my openness okay. varies slightly um, with their age, but they know for the most part the lifestyle that I live. So were you in the lifestyle before them, during, or was, it, was this just within the past 11 years? Oh, this is all brand new within the past 11 years. I toyed with it momentarily about 10 and a half years ago and got a little overwhelmed, I won't lie, so uh, stepped away and tried the vanilla lifestyle again. And honestly, I okay. couldn't find a brother that knew how to keep his dick in his pants, so I decided to join him. Okay, so... What is the dynamic of your relationship? Is it a polygamy to a woman and a guy, or is it polyandry to guys and a woman? What's up? So polyamorous just means multiple partners. There's triads, there's quads, there's, I want to say there's at least 15 different dynamics of how you can do things. I currently am the partner to a man who has a wife, but I do not have anything to do with his wife. I only play or deal with him. <clears throat> I am also allowed to have a girlfriend, if I so choose. Um, and my polyamorous relationship also includes a level of BDSM, which is a whole, I don't want to say another lifestyle, but it's another fork of that all-encompassing term the lifestyle the lifestyle encompasses a lot of different things it's polyamory swingers bdsm um just to name a few so that's the dynamic i'm in currently okay okay so 
So pretty much, I'm trying to wrap my head around all of this, like for real. Um, so you with somebody that has a wife, you're allowed to have a girlfriend. Are you allowed to have another mate? Because I am what is called a sub and my man is my dominant, I am allowed to with his permission. Oh, so this is, oh, wow. Okay. This is interesting. Okay. I need, I need to gather up my thoughts again and everything. Devontae, take, take over. Ha, have fun. Yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> I got a whole nother other questions with that one too. Devontae, have that. I'm all about that life. I mean, like, yo, do you. You know what I mean? I think that a lot of times the the American social construct really kind of limits women with this fucked up idea that if you are if you are responsible for your own sexuality and, and your body and what you like and what you want to do, then you're like branded a hoe or branded like slutty or something like that. And I disagree with that shit. I think that in 2020, I feel like if a man can do that shit, a woman can do that shit. If she want to get 10 dicks in a row, line the motherfuckers up, let her do her, and don't judge it. You know what I'm saying? Because men been doing that shit for hundreds of years, hundreds of years and we thought it was cool. Or we played it as as an alpha male situation. You know what I mean? So Yo, I, I totally rock with you. I mean, my question really is, like, does it ever get hairy sometimes? Like, do you ever feel like um, maybe the dom ain't liking the nigga that you might be rocking with at a moment? Or, you know what I mean? Like, what's the emotional aspect of that between y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that, how does that, how do you work things out in that, in that way? You feel me? Well, it's funny you ask that because last night, I actually had an emotional female monogamous meltdown. Um, we were at a at a party, a swingers party, and it was actually one that I initiated. Um, it started out as a bunch of us that just went out to have drinks and dinner, and afterwards everybody was just kind of chilling, and I was like, hey, let's get, let's get a room. Whoever wants to go, whatever happens, happens. Um, so my dom came after work. Everybody was playing. They were all doing their thing. Um, I don't really play a lot at parties. I'm more, more of a voyeur at parties, um, unless instructed otherwise by my dom. But we could talk about that on another level. Um, so I was instructed to do some things. Of course, it was with somebody that I wanted to. It was never anything like against my will or anything like that. Um, so... I can speak rather freely. I don't want to say the wrong things. (laughs) Uh, I was giving some dude head, and his wife was over there. She was watching, and she decided to go ahead and grab my dom and start doing the same thing. This was the first time that I've actually ever seen him play with somebody else in front of me. And needless to say, my feminine emotions and my Puerto Rican attitude came out real quick, and I japped out completely. Um, also, fuck that! I can't do this. This, this BS. Like, no, get your get your dick out of mouth. I don't know who you think you are. Um, yeah, that didn't go over too well. So, yes, it gets hairy. More so, I would say more so for the women than the men, um, but it, it's a mindset. So I've lived a vanilla lifestyle a really long time, and I still have that mindset of how, how I was raised in my relationship are supposed to be for them to be successful. Um, afterwards, I talked to the girl. I talked to the guy that I was with, and, of course, I talked to my dom and apologized and really had to sit back and think about the way I reacted. This man is sitting there watching me with another dude, and he's cool about it because at the end of the day, I'm his. And that's where kind of that how we're supposed to, relationships we're supposed to have or how we're supposed to feel comes into play. It's not about what you're doing at the moment. It's about where you end up. 
So okay. at the end of the night, he's mine and I'm his. So you don't feel I, I understand what you were saying of the, the scenario, the instance that happened on the other night and everything. Do you ever feel like somehow you get in the short end of the stick with somebody knowing that you're not the main, knowing that you're not the main, his main girl? Like, is it in these type of relationship are are there favoritism do you know that okay this one has his heart and i got the this part of him or something like that like explain that one i don't feel like i get the short end of the stick um at first i kind of again went through my own mental emotions and my checklist and here's here's my personal breakdown in my vanilla relationships, in my normal everyday relationships, I was lucky to see dude once a week. We talk on the phone when we came. We have lives. We're adults. We work. We have kids. We got family. We got responsibilities. So you're lucky if you actually speak, physically speak, not text, but speak to that individual maybe three times a week, a real good in-depth conversation. And then you're really lucky if you can see him once a week. I get that and more in my current dynamic. I see him once a week. We stay the night together. Um, we talk every day. He, he makes sure I'm good on every level. If I need anything, I can ask him for it. If I want anything, I can ask him for it. Um, but I do the same for him. I go see him on his lunch break. That's kind of the, the only way that we can add some extra time because our shifts are different. I work first, he works second. So you make it work just like you would anything else. Um, I won't say some days I don't feel like, you know, it's. I would love to have him over maybe to spend the night, one, one more night or, or whatever. But realistically, with our work schedules and our life schedules, if I was the only one, would I really see him anymore? No. Would we really talk anymore? No. When you talk about, like, the heart, and the emotion, this is what a lot of people don't can't grasp. I love him more than I have ever loved anybody that I've ever been with in my life, and I've been married three times. He is married, but he will tell you the same thing. He's not, not that he loves me more than he's ever loved anybody, but his love for me is real. And I truly believe that it's something that you can, you can love more than one person. You can't help what your heart wants and who your heart wants. That's where people have a heart. You can't love multiple people. It's a different type of love. It is a different type of love, but that doesn't mean I don't love them. I would do anything for this man, and he would do anything for me, but he would do anything for his wife, and he would do anything for his family. His heart is big. He's got that love to give, so what's the problem? Okay. All right. I mean, I thought I was ready for this conversation. I don't think I am. Wait a minute. Look, I didn't have my little questions like, okay, we're going to do this. It's all nice and surface and shit. <laughs> you came out with the whoop wop the damn, and I'm like, I need to go revise shit. Oh, wow. So, yeah. This is levels to this. There's levels to this. Um, and I'm glad that you are on here and we are talking about this because it's always a lot, it's a lot of misconceptions of this lifestyle. Like people see that and you be like, oh, it's a fantasy thing. A guy got two women, he living his best life, his fantasy life and everything. So you, it, it, all of it is, it's just a fetish. But I'm glad you're here to show that it's not a fetish, but it, it is a connection. And you're absolutely right. I do agree with you when you said you cannot help what your heart does, who you fall in love with. You can be in love with more, more than one people. Person, it, it's not necessarily that 
that you have to just be connected to one person and one person only because if so if that was the case then we wouldn't have so many people that's actually cheating so which brings me to my next question like being in a relationship in this type of relationship a polyamorous relationship is there cheating yes why there can be why like who you got enough energy for emotional physical energy (laughs) why (laughs) it's not it's not so much like that so again every the one thing about polyamory or the lifestyle is that you will find that if you talk to three people you will find three very different dynamics nobody's dynamic is the same the way their relationship is run, the expectations in the relationship, there is not one out there that is the same. So within mine, I did cheat um, because my one of my rules, if you will, is that I have to get permission before I am physical with another person. Um, I fell weak. And the opportunity was right there. And by opportunity, I mean the dick was right in my face. So I took it. And I had to face the consequences. Um, And they were some really hellacious consequences. They were super emotional. They broke us down for, oh, just over a month. We hardly spoke to each other. It It was a trust violation. I mean, just because you have a relationship where you can have multiple partners, that communication, communication, I can't say that word enough, I can't capitalize it enough, bold, italicized, communication is the only way it will work. So had I done what I was supposed to do and just said, hey, you know what, I have this opportunity, this person is in front of me, can I play? 99.9% of the time he's going to tell me yes very rare that he tells me no. But because I decided to just say, screw you, I'm going to do me, I lost him for a minute. Hmm. And I'm still actively working daily to get him back. I mean, we're back together, but rebuilding that trust and that honor to him, I, I, I messed up. And I got I to gotta fix it. It's my job to fix. Okay, because of the dynamic, I understand because of the dynamic um, of being of your relationship, you do have to ask permission. I get that. It's just just my under it's just this how my understanding is. I I've been in it's not a polyamorous relationship. I've been in the opposite of that. Like I was the mistress, straight up. She ain't know about me. He knew about me because obviously he was in this shit, but <laughs> um, feeling to deal with that dynamic of we cheat, this is, an, this is an affair, and he will have uh, he will have those jealous moments of, man, dealing with somebody else, and we will fall out too, and to me, I'll be like, the audacity. You are with somebody else. <laughs> How is you putting this stipulation on me? You don't never feel like, for real though, like I got to work my way back into your trust when you are really not totally mine? Yeah, well, I, I don't, I think it's accurate for him to, to make me do that. He's never lied to me. I knew from day one that he could never be 100% mine. He tells me everything that he does. I mean, not, you know, we don't talk about his sexual relationship with his wife, but obviously I know they have one that's his wife. I don't need to talk about it. But if he wants to play with somebody else, he would tell me. When girls come at him, he tells me. So even though he is married to somebody else, we still communicate all of that. Again, I don't need to know about his wife and their situation. That's a given. But anything above and beyond that, we communicate about it. 
and that's out of trust and respect for each other. You know, polyamory is not just, a lot of people think that polyamory is just a bunch of wild people out here screwing everybody they can screw whenever they can, whenever they want to, and there's no questions asked about it. It's not, it's so much more emotion than it is sexual. I know people that are in polyamorous relationships that have never slept with one of their partners because their connection is purely emotional. But they consider that person their boyfriend or girlfriend because they have that deep connection that they could have never found with anybody else, but they don't need sex to solidify that relationship. I'm, well, yeah. Devontae? <laughs> Any comments? Uh, don't throw that shit on me. Look, you know what? Hold on. I've definitely piece the levels of the game. Huh? Huh? You say what? I'm saying help. I'm just who? Ah man, to throw this shit at you because oh, Lola hit me with so much information. I'm about to go crazy. So now I got to ask you, Miss Queen. You were at the party. You know, you doing you. You know what I'm saying? You a proud single woman. You see the nigga you been fucking with, but ain't got no connection to you ain't touching this motherfucker. You see him getting hit. What you gonna do? How you looking? Like you finna get you finna get angry, you finna be mad, or no. Okay, well, this is the thing. It's it's a swingers party. I if if it's in a dynamic or an atmosphere of this is a swingers party, like how am I supposed to get mad if if we supposed to be doing that? Anyway, like, come on. Um, if it was something else, I think I would, but I wouldn't be so much be like, oh hell no, I'm showing my ass. I would be like, yo, um, so what we about to do right here though is I'm about to do some tip for tat shit for real, like dead ass. If you gonna get it, I'm gonna get it too. If this was another type of party but because this is a swingers party to my understanding hell don't get yours i'm about to go get mine yo i'm gonna i'm gonna walk up on it and be like probably join join the chick if this that's that type of at, atmosphere that's just me that's just me um for those who know me know me personally no i'm i'm kind of like i kind of like that shit. but <laughs> that's just on the sexual level Emotional level, I don't know if I can handle that dynamic without feeling slighted. Like, okay, I get it. I'm not going to have all of you. Then, because the way I'm, I am, the way this, all of this is set up here, one thing is, one thing you're not going to do, what you're not going to do is tell me from get, oh, you're not going to get 100% of me. But require me to give you 100% of me to you. Y'all feel me? And I wonder, is that the same thing? Huh? I hear that a lot. People, the the, the not being able to give 100% of yourself when you know they're not giving 100% of them. But. I mean. If they're. If they're giving you 100% of what they're supposed to give you and they're giving you all that you need, it doesn't have to be. We don't ever get 100% of anybody. I got kids. I got parents. I got friends. You're never going to get 100% of me, period. But you can get 100% of what I have to give you. Well, pretty much, I pretty much like, give them. Love God damn. Man, I mean, pretty much you give us, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one, Lola. Pretty much I give you what I'm supposed to give you. The reason why I brought up I can't, I don't know if I can handle that, because you got some people out here be like, I'm going to give you this part, this much of me, but I'm going to need you to give me all of you. That shit, and I'm like, what is you doing? Like, how you gonna 
give me a little bit, but expect more than what you're giving me. You feel me? But I understand what you said, and I'm going to give you 100% of what I'm supposed to give you. You say what? Well, I'm right here. Okay. No, I, I said, understand. understand. No, what I was saying, Devante, I said, I understand what she meant when she said, I'm going to give you 100% of what I'm supposed to give you. You're right. I, I have children too and everything. I'm like, I got to give part of me to my children, part of me to my family, my part of me to my career and everything i cannot and then i have a part set out for my relationship you're right but for anybody to be in a polyamorous relationship i feel like if you're going to be in this relation this type of relationship you got to know what you're going into and not be like okay well i'm gonna do this for fun and it's not really that it's not a it's fun but it's not really that fun it's some serious stuff like have you ever thought about you said you got married you've been married before have you ever thought about marriage before while in this no i'm good i look three strikes and i'm out my game is over i don't want to get married again hey hey what you think, Devante? What you got to say about stuff? All this going on right now. Man, I'm really feeling all that shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like my my question is, um, I mean, like yo, I've dabbled around here and there, whatever, like that. Um, nowhere near to the level of degree in any kind of way like that. But um, you know, I've been exposed. I've been around in the street, or whatever, like that. So I've seen things. So my question is, like. How do you feel about, since you would not get married, how do you feel about a communal situation? Like, let's say you, the Dom, and, like, uh, a Bravo, Bravo female, beta female, right? And y'all sit down and chop it up, you know what I mean? Like, would you do a communal type of living situation where it's, like, y'all splitting the rent three ways or, you know, whatever, what have you? Like, like would you create a long-term investment? living that life. Absolutely. It makes sense. I'm about to say that. It makes sense. It's a, it takes a community it take, or it takes a village to raise your family. So why wouldn't it take a village to make you strive within your relationship and within your lifestyle? I mean, whatever your life is, the, the more people you can have in your life to support you, be it emotionally or financially, spiritually, whatever you may need, you're going to thrive and be more successful. And if you could do the same for somebody else, then why wouldn't you? All right, so then who determines who's the alpha and who's the bravo? I'm Wait, before we, ask, before we ask that, uh, I, need, I need clarity on all of that. Can y'all can you explain the alpha, beta, bravo, all of that? Can y'all explain what that is? <laughs> I mean, everybody know it's gonna be the alpha man and it's gonna be the bitch. You know what I mean? Like who's gonna be the bitch? You know what I mean? <laughs> so basically if you got a household with a man and two women, you talking about which one of the females is gonna be gonna wear the pants out of the females and which one's gonna wear the skirt. Yeah, all right. Why does it have to be a role? Why can't we both just be women? Ah. <laughs> Where now? Where now? But you don't find it. Okay, there's no type of like jealousy between you and another woman. Like, I don't interact petty. with. I don't interact with his wife. I mean, we have met. Um, we, if we see each other, of course, I'm, I'm thankful that she allows him to do what he does. Without her and her permission, I couldn't have him. So I, I will always and forever be thankful for that. 
Um, so, I mean, why be jealous of the woman that's allowing me access to her husband? True. So pretty much she runs, pretty much she kind of run this relationship. Like, you can't have, you got to have permission from him, but none of this would have went down without her. Is that what you're saying? Right. She brought him into this lifestyle. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in the corner now. Devontae, Wait, what you asked me? What the shit you said to me? I had asked, can you explain all of these roles that y'all was talking about? Who was alpha, who was I mean, look, man. Like I say, man, I mean, like, with men, it's real simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck if you could be the cockiest, ignorantest nigga out here. That does not make you an alpha. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of alpha niggas that's low-key, smooth as shit, but it's a mindset and an attitude. You're not going to be a bitch. And then at the same time, it's it's people out here that, uh, how do I say it, that portray the image like they're alphas, and, and then you get you know, close to him, you find out, like, nah, that nigga really ain't that. So it's really about your attitude and who you are as a person. But I ask, like, what the pecking order is when it comes down to those types of relationships because, you know, everybody got to figure out they, they balance. So I guess my question is, like, if you the, if you the, if you the bitch in your situation, if you the bravo, whatever like that, then it's like, that okay or is that something that is looked down upon is that something that you hunt for as a polyamorous type of motherfucker like do you look for men or women that you know want to be a, a sub type type deal you know what i'm saying you know what i'm trying to say i think i know what you're saying and sometimes yes um so for me, um, I uh, I do want to bring another woman in, not just for myself, but for us. But in order for it to work in our relationship, he is significantly dominant and will not tolerate a woman that doesn't understand her place. Um, so I know I have to find a submissive to um, make it work, you know, and. When I say her place, it's not a matter of, like, you're less of a human being or less of a, of a woman. You're just willing to submit that power over to another individual because you know that they have your best interests at heart. It's not so much about, you know, you see that stuff on TV where it's just, yes, master, and anything you say, and, and it's played up to a different level. It's not like that. You give that power to another individual, you do that because you know that that individual will never let anything happen to you. That individual will tell you about yourself if you need to be told. They'll cuddle you if you need to be cuddled. Whatever you need at that moment, you're going to get it. Um, I always jokingly tell people, because everybody wants to throw religion out there, oh, this is against this, and oh, this religion says that, and you're going to go to hell. Okay. Well, let me just tell you to reread your Bible a couple times. And let me also remind you that in the Bible, it specifically states that a woman is supposed to submit to what? Her husband. Well, back then they didn't have those stupid certificates to tell everybody who was married. That was your husband. You were together, that was your husband. There was no government paper. We created that bullshit later. Uh. So if this is the man that I'm with and this is where I want to be, I'm going to submit to him because it's my will. 
that are it's my duty. I'm working on getting ink right now that says domination is his will, submission is my gift. Mm. Oh, oh, and I'm glad that you actually brought up the religious, you know, part of this. For the simple fact, I agree with you. A lot of people will look at this and be like, oh, you're going to hell, y'all, committing adultery and everything. But to my understanding, didn't Abraham have more than one wife? Jacob had more than one wife. Moses probably had more than one wife. King David most definitely had more than one wife. <laughs> it's, it's so mm -hmm. many um, religious and biblical figures that people have have seen or have viewed them as being holy because of the Bible, but yet will condemn this. It's like, okay, that's as backwards. But a simple fact that really, if we want to take it to the Bible and everything, this is what went down. That's is actually culture. And for and for our culture, for the Judaism culture, everything is cultural for them. So, especially anyone making religious, especially up in Islam, they can have mm -hmm. more than one wife. I'm just saying. So, is it really religious um, views and values that's condemning this or governmental? You feel me? That's how I feel like it's more governmental than religious because you can't even, if you're going to go on that on that um, stance of taking it to the Bible and everything, you contradict yourself in that point. For the simple fact, time, hear all of these prominent men that are in the Bible that have more than one wife. <laughs> more than, and, and then not only have more than one wife, but had hella concubines. So, uh, I mean, Let's let's just be all the way one hundred. But can I, I'm a, this is my last question, and I'm gonna give it to Devontae. Do you think men can handle being in a polyandry relationship, where it's one woman and it's several men, or two or three? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I actually know a couple people that are like that. Like, how will does say, they handle that? Um, one of the people that I know, one of the couples that I know that's like that, the men are bisexual, so that obviously helps. And one of the couples that I know that both men are heterosexual. So um, it's just a matter of, for the one couple that's heterosexual, it's a matter of time and timing. Um, you know, she's a stay-at-home uh, work from home type of person and they both have jobs but they have very vigorous work schedules so it works for them. They're not really climbing on top of each other 24-7. They they have, you know, they still have their lives and stuff too, their jobs, their careers. So it works in the sense that they're both very individual or very busy individuals. So, I mean, it just depends on what you're willing to accept and I guess another misconception is just because there's three of us doesn't mean we're all sharing this bed together at the same time. You know, it's not, that's, that's not how it has to work. Um, you know, I might go spend the night with, I'm going to use uh, Devontae's favorite. <laughs> I might go spend the night with DeAndre one night and then come home and spend the night with somebody else the next night. They might both be over there. We might be hanging out watching a movie, but that doesn't mean that they've got to touch each other or be involved with each other. It's me that they're interested in. So it works. Mm, I've seen it Okay. Work. Devante, you think, do you think that men could handle a polyandry relationship. Absolutely. Are you fucking serious? Yo, okay. Keep it in a whole buck. I really don't care who you fucking. Long as the pussy warm, 
right? And you got some cuddles and some cool shit to kick it with me about, man, we kicking it. We good. I'm not going to judge you because I don't want you to judge me. So I know I'm not the only nigga to think like that. Like, I don't give a fuck. But what what about when it comes down to the ego? Y'all ego is so fucking fragile, it don't make no sense. Man, look, ego ain't, look, I'm going to tell you what. Here's the setup. If you a confident man, if you comfortable in who you are, then that shit really doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't. There's no way that my ego will be affected if if this girl sucking me dick, kicking with me, and she have a good time with me when we kick it, and then she go off and do her thing, okay, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's like, yo, if we gonna if we gonna do which which leads me to my other question, but if we gonna do what we do and we're all equal out here and it's all fair and well balanced, then what's the problem, right? Which leads me to a question mm-hmm. I'm gonna pose on both of y'all ladies, right? Here's here's the question, well, more so towards Lola, but definitely on YouTube. Do you consider yourselves alpha ladies? Number one, and number two. As alpha, as someone that would be an alpha lady, right? Like, do you feel like, um, how do you say it? Uh, do you feel like, do you feel like it's okay to? Um, yeah, I can't think. I can't think right now. Um, do you think that it's okay for you to? Uh, allow your man to be free to do his thing without getting, like, emotional or, like, you know, some type of way, like, where where does the boundary line between, like, especially as an alpha, between, like, getting emotional and being some type of way towards this dude and allow him to do him as much as he allows you to do you? Lola, I'm going to let you go first. Well, I'll go in the corner. I am not, well, okay. I am an alpha female toward other females, um, but I am most definitely submissive to a male. Um, I actually figured that out in one of my first relationships with a woman. Um, Before I even moved out here, I didn't ever think I had a dominant bone in my body. But apparently when it comes to women, I consider myself to be far more dominant than submissive. But when it comes to a man, I will submit in a heartbeat. Um, I almost forgot what your other question was. Was like, he was saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm still working on that. And I honestly, to be very honest at this moment, want to thank you for exactly how you worded it because, you know, after going over the incident that I just, my my little meltdown, if you will, um, the truth is I really do have to stop and, and realize that he allows me to do me pretty freely. I mean, like I said, I was over there. deep throat while he was just watching and he didn't have any issue with it whatsoever. So um, thank you for wording it like that because you actually just helped me out in a, in my own process. Um, so it is something I'm still working on. It is something that I'm trying to get through um, because I need to be able to give him the exact respect and love that he's giving me and that's to allow him to be free and enjoy himself as much as he's allowing me to do for myself. I'm sorry, what? Okay. <laughs> so you were talking about the emotions and, and getting involved and, and how do you, you know, do I, as alpha female, could I handle the emotions? Obviously I didn't, right? Like I got super emotional, I got jealous. 
So, but with the way you worded your question actually kind of made a light bulb go off in my head about, damn, stupid. He lets you do you and doesn't bat an eye about it. Because at the end of the day, he knows who I belong to. So I wanted to thank you for wording your question that way because it just kind of helped me through what I was going through. Um, So I think moving forward, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, yo, it's good. You got to, you know, I got to apologize. You know, I'm off that tequila right now, so I'm zoned out a little bit. But, you know, the man had a podcast always be cracking. So, I mean, we do what we do. And um, that was not a question that was um, without intention and intentional verbiage. So the next question that I have, and, again, for all y'all ladies, is do you feel a sense of empowerment? You know, the WAP video out, everybody went crazy behind that shit. You know what I mean? We got you on the horn. We got the subject going the way it is. I personally feel that I have been a feminist for decades. You know what I mean? I'm all about, baby, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to what. Stay with me, lady. <laughs> See, look, <laughs> look. So look here. <laughs> my question is, you hear me? My question is, do you feel in this environment, twenty twenty, do you feel that you you are one of those people that are like taking feminism and taking the concept of women empowerment to another level, the same way that you know we would talk about Cardi B and and and, and Megan Thee Stallion? You know what I mean? Like you do what the fuck you want to do. And there's no judgment behind it. Like, how do you how you feel about that in terms of, you know, um, women being able to do what they want to do and not having them stigmas? Well, honestly, I feel like with the whole thing with Cardi B and the Megan Thee Stallion thing, uh, how many how many women are actually finding this offensive? This ain't the first time that we had a lot of women that call themselves feminists and all about women empowerment and will see a woman being or acting or speaking about their sexual wiles or sexuality and not get offended, have that little kind of what I call stuck up bougie uh, modest moment. This ain't the first time they, they tripped out before this. They was tripping out about Jill Scott and the mic and the microphone. And I, I was like, I don't know why y'all mad. Y'all need to go ahead and take notes. She was just doing the basis. Um, she didn't even do the desk tricks to all that. She was just doing the basics and everything. And then here come here come WAP. And they're like, oh my God, they talking about oh wet ass pussies. Let's be honest. For those women that um just women, period. You know when you put it down on your man and got his knee, got his got his toes curling and stuff, and and eyes rolling in the back of your head. You know damn well that ain't because of your personality. <laughs> Let's be totally honest here, okay? It's not about your personality whatsoever. It's it's, it's about your skills. It's about what that is, and I find that what makes it empowering because for the longest we've been taught as women you have to be modest you don't have you can't really have a sexuality you can't even you can't even find out what you like sexually to yourself without being shone upon and i'm like it kind of make us feel like objects when it comes to men when you become intimate with men with your man that in your mindset, our mindset is like you pretty much gotta lay there and let them find enjoyment and pleasure with you, and you shouldn't be all you know into into your sexuality like that. That's that's bullshit in itself. Um, it's also taught within the religions, um, a lot of stuff. I know for Christianity. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of women that was talking about missionary is the most holiest um, sexual position (laughs) 
to be in with your spouse. That's that's the only position that is um, acceptable unto God. And I'm like, but they also said in the Bible that the marriage bed is undefiled. So what the hell? Like, I only got to be on my back. I can get it in on my knees, on my side, on top, riding from the front or the back. I'm just being honest. What is it about women's sexuality and explaining or <clears throat> even talking about their sexuality that is so taboo? It should never be taboo. What say you, Lola? Lola. I have to agree. I mean, what's wrong with me waking up one day and deciding that I'm going to be the most sexual being that I want to be? There's a book called The Ethical Slut that I highly recommend people read because it talks about about the stigma, the stereotypes, the, you know, how it's all right for a man to run around and, and rack up his numbers, but let a woman get above five and she's the most treacherous being walking the face of the earth. Um, Hell, let her get above like, too. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> as soon as you hit that second hand, you're a whole nother level. Um, but you are a slut. That's society. No. That's society. Um, it, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable with who you are and what you are and what you want. And, yeah, you're right. It, you make your man's cur- toes curl and eyes roll in the back of the head and you got nothing to do with how cute your hair and nails are. You got skills. So there's a whole... It, I, don't, I don't think the society will ever change, though, honestly. You know, the more that people try to put out there, the more rebuttals we get from every other angle about how disgusting or inappropriate or, or whatever. It's it's always going to be there. It's not going to change. Women are just going to have to understand that they just got to not pay attention to it and not care. If you that's what you think about me, that's cool. Break left. I'm going to keep walking. I don't need you to tell me what you think about me. And we just have to get more, I guess, a thicker skin about it all and just let them people have their thoughts, just like anything else in life. I'll tell people in a minute, I'm a slut. And it's a word. I'm a whole lot of other words, too. I'm intelligent. Um, I'm an asshole. I'm a bitch when I want to be, especially in the middle of a scene when I'm in a bedroom, but that's another story. But I'm just saying the word. <laughs> I like words. you. Oh, my God, I like you. <laughs> You know, if you we allow certain words to carry so much more weight than they need to. I don't care what you call hey. me. Just don't call me late for dinner. Hey. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> if you pull the name of that book out there one more time for all our listeners, we definitely want to get a clear view of that book because you put so much knowledge on us, man. What was the name of that shit? The book is The Ethical Slut, and I can tell you the author. It's by Janet W. Hardy and Dossie Easton. It's available on Audible. It's on Amazon. I have the hard copy, and I have the um, audio copy. It's, it's kind of a polyamory guide, but it also really empowers women to just be comfortable with who and what they are, no matter what the world thinks. Wow. Okay. Wow. I y'all heard it here. Um, the book is called "The Ethical Slut" um, by Jenny Hardy and Darcy Easton. Yeah. Go ahead, check that out. I, I, I'm I'm about to go on Amazon and see how much it costs because I want to see this. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Go on, Devante. All right, so everything that's been said, um, I think it's amazing. I think it's empowering. I definitely appreciate uh, the moves that you're making and the moves that 
uh, ladies like you are making towards, um, for lack of a better word, owning your pussy, right? Own your pussy. Do what you do. And be confident in that shit. As a man, I'm super confident in that. I like that. I think it's attractive. You know what I'm saying? So I guess the next level would be how do you make your man feel safe in an environment where, you know, he ain't the only one? I think it's just I mean, going and that, with... And that's, that's a question that, you know, you could argue with anybody, male or female. Like, you know, if if you if I'm fucking two, three other women, how do I make you feel safe, right? How do you, as a woman, as a lady, make this man feel some type of way without making him feel some type of way? Well, I believe that since sisters having this conversation... I don't think if if you're dealing with somebody insecure as hell, I don't think you need to have this type of relationship or any relationship, period. That's just how I feel. For the simple fact that if I got to go out my way constantly to make sure you feel safe, make sure you feel secure, and all this other stuff without you finally like clicking on and fixing your own personal shit, I ain't got time for it. That's how I am. Um, at this point, I ain't got time to be fixing all your broken issues. <laughs> That's just me. What about you, Lola? Yeah, I mean, there's no room for insecurity, but I will say that, again, communication is key. You know, you're not, you shouldn't have to worry about insecurities if you're communicating everything appropriately and not bottling it up and waiting to communicate it when you're drunk and you're lashing out at somebody, genuinely being able to sit down and talk to somebody and say, hey, today I felt like you made me feel this way and that way by doing what you did or, you know, I don't like the way that you did this. I don't like the way that you're moving right now with this person. What can we do to make sure this doesn't get out of hand? It's it's all about communication because if you have an insecurity, it's either because you've gone through it before or because that individual is specifically giving you a reason to feel insecure. Communication can squash all that. I agree. I agree totally. Well, we have reached our 9 o'clock mark, hour mark and everything, and, man, this was this was worth the night. Oh, my God. Y'all done gave me life with this. So, Special shout out and thank you to Lola for calling in and breaking this all the way down for all of us that's trying to get to understand what this lifestyle is and how does it function and how to be able to function in it without either getting hurt or actually know how to function it and being your authentic self. Thank you so much so much for coming on to the Mad Hatter. You are always welcome on here. We talk about everything. Everything controversial, we talk about it. So you are always welcome to call in and give your opinion about everything. You own this. This Wow. Just thank you so much for this one. Um, um, Devontae, got any, any last words or anything? Yo, I definitely want to thank you, Lola, for um, popping out, you know what I mean, and just talking to us. Um, Shout out again to the Black Panther, the family of Chadwick Boseman. Um, And just, you know, I want to thank all the listeners, all of the fans and everybody that follows us. Um, Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Spotify and our heart radio. And, um, Lola, definitely sit. Thank you for sitting down and talking to us tonight. All right, we really appreciate it, and we love you for it. Thank you guys for having me. I had a really good time. I hope I get to talk to y'all again real soon. I, I hope so too. Um, y'all, y'all. With that being said, this has been another edition of the Mad Hatters. 
um, podcast with your host, Queen Alexis, Devontae Davis, and also in absence, in her absence, Mavis Avis Davis. Thank you so much for tuning in. And you can tune in every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. The number is, once again, 717-734-6904. The call ID is 991-5968-POUND. Y'all tune in every week. We be talking about everything from sex, relationships, to politics, government, racism, all of that. And also make sure y'all follow us on Spotify. Follow us, most definitely follow us on iHeartRadio. We are also on Twitter um, under the Mad Hatter 5. The Mad Hatters 530. Check us out. I will be posting up our playbacks on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. Find me at Queen Alexis um, 1990 or Miss Alexis on Facebook, Miss Alexis 90. Um, you will come up on Alexis Sherelle Owens, my personal page. You will find Devontae at Devontae Davis or just Devontae on Instagram. It's just, y'all, just tune in. And y'all have a wonderful night. Wonderful night. Wonderful, wonderful night. And we will see y'all back here on next week with our new, with a new topic, a new discussion, all of that. Love y'all and good night. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.